The following message was recorded at Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. More information can be found online at Bethlehem.Church. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 121. Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Father in heaven now, I pray that you'd open this word to us. Stand forth from your word. Show yourself to your people and grant faith that we might believe all that you promised to be for us in Christ and your promises here for the glory of your name and for our good, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As I, as I look at the faces of Bethlehem, at your faces, as I look at your faces these last few weeks, I see a lot. I see, I see fear. I see anxiety. I see frustration. I even see anger. I see grief. I see loss. I see sadness, and I see despair. I see that some of you see things crystal clear, very black and white. Others of you see things as very complex and a lot of shades of colors. And some of you are totally perplexed and don't know what to think at all. Now, what is going? But all of us need the Lord's help. His steadfast love, His gospel love, His covenant love. All of us need God's truth. All of us need God's faithfulness. All of us need His justice. All of us need His mercy. All of us need our Father's provision. All of us need our Father's discipline, correction, forgiveness, healing. All of us need the reality of the graces of God to us in Christ. And all of us need the graces of God to us in Christ to empower our relationships with one another. 
Several of you have asked this same question. I mean, it's got a bit of quiet moment, you know, just pulling me aside. I'm sure others of you have heard this question. Are we going to be okay? Don't take that as a corporation question. That's a personal question. That's a congregation question. That's a people question. Are we, am I going to be okay? That's the question. So, when I was asked to bring a devotional to this prayer shaped, lost shaped service, I thought the best way to pastor you was to point you to hope in the Lord. And that's what Psalm 121 is about. Hope in the Lord and his promises to keep us. His promises to keep us. The Psalms entitled a song of ascents because it was one of the songs that the people of God would sing on their way up to Jerusalem to worship. It was, a, it was an ascent. So as they would go to Jerusalem, climbing the hills through the mountains, they would sing this song. And what becomes clear is this song is all about hope. It's about we're going to be okay because God is our God. And the, the psalm begins with this line, verse 1, I lift my eyes to the hills. What's he seeing? I don't think he's seeing the Lord. He's seeing trouble. I lift my eyes to the hills, you know, those mountain passes on the way up to Jerusalem where the, the robbers hide and they, they ambush travelers and they assault us and they rob and they steal from us. Remember the parable of the Good Samaritan? That kind of stuff. People get beat up and left on the road bloody. I lift my eyes to the hills and I see trouble. Trouble. Maybe he'd been beat up before. Maybe he knew the history of the road, which even I can read about today. I just take the image of I lift my eyes to the hills where robbings and assaults happen as a reminder that our journey in life is a journey through trouble. As Paul said, through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. It's just trouble. I lift my eyes to the hill, I see trouble. I see trouble coming and I'm walking right into it. I think that's what he sees. The rest of the verse... From where does my help come? So clearly he knows, I can't do this. I can't do this alone. I need some help. Talking to himself, from where does my help come? You know, where do you look when you're anticipating trouble or hardship or you feel anxieties or you're hurt and, and you know you can't do this? Where do you look? It says a lot about your values and your loves and your, and your God. 
Where do you look? <laughs> the psalmist, you know, doesn't, doesn't answer the question, you know, I lift my eyes to the hills, I see a bunch of trouble. From where does my help come from? It comes from my jujitsu training. I can do this. My tenacity, my good health, my wisdom, my ability to talk my way out of trouble, my, my hidden weapon, my money, my friends, my 911 plan for self. He's not doing that. From where does my help come from? Verse 2. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. That's a better help. He, he looks for ultimate help. Not that some of that other stuff might be helpful, but he looks for ultimate help, solid help. Yeah, pretty big. The, uh, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. <laughs> Can he handle my journey? Yeah, <laughs> he's got me. I'm going to be okay. Who made heaven and earth. And the God who made the heavens and the earth is sovereign over all that he has made. And he is good and he's faithful to his people. I'm looking to him. I'm looking to him. Now, you might be just trembling right there and say, but what is he going to do for me? Give me more. <laughs> I don't want to say, so what? He made the heavens and the earth. But so what? He made the heavens and the earth. Am I going to be okay? Now, the psalmist here, you've heard me say before, I love repetition in the Bible. It doesn't get lost in translation. It doesn't get mixed up in cultural understandings. It's crystal clear. Here's what I see. If you have a paper Bible, get out a marker or a pen. If you have an e-Bible, put out your finger to highlight, okay? Um, six times in six verses, the same verb is used. What's the point? <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> here it is. Six times the verb to keep is here from verses three to eight. To keep. Uh, so, if I'm going to summarize Psalm 121, I'm going to say, this psalm is the promise that the Lord is your keeper. Let's look at the six uses of this verb to keep. Verse 3. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. In other words, God keeps his covenant people. He keeps you from stumbling into your own destruction. He, he keeps you. He, he's, he's never caught, caught off guard. He's always on watch. He never sleeps. He keeps you. There's two of them. Verses 5 and 6. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. In other words, he keeps you from being overwhelmed in the heat of the journey. And he keeps you in the cold of the night when the moon is high 
You might die of exposure, or you might be totally terrified by your nightmares. He will keep you then. He will keep you in the night and in the day. Seven and eight, verses seven and eight. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. I mean, as Christians, evil things happen to us. What does this mean? The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. We've just come through Acts chapter 7 where Stephen was murdered. And what we saw there, that it's not that bad things don't happen to Christians, but when they do, God is at work for his big purposes. And he will turn even the evil for the good of his people and the glory of his, glory of his name. And, and he will judge evil. And God will preserve us. Though they may kill you, not a hair of your head will be harmed. Though he die, yet shall he live. So the Lord will keep you from all evil He will keep your life is true at the stoning of Stephen and at the afflictions that we have in our lives that are caused by evil and sin. might even cause our death. The Lord will keep you from all evil. Come what may, no matter what, we will never perish. The Lord will keep you. You're going out and you're coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Six times the verb to keep. So what does God promise here? He is your keeper. He is your keeper. Hope in him. Trust in him. He will not fail us. He will not forsake us. He will not leave us. He will not let your foot slip outside of his grace. He will always be on guard. He never slumbers. He will keep you to the end. Now, I want to say a word to you. If perhaps you're one who is thinking, no, Pastor Kenny, You don't understand. These pastoral resignations and church conflicts threaten my faith. The sins of Christians against one another cause me to doubt everything. Cause me to doubt Christ. Cause me to doubt the Bible. Cause me to doubt the love of God. 
Is his love real? Is the gospel really the power of God for salvation? Is he really working in us? That which is pleasing in his sight by the power of the Holy Spirit causes me to doubt everything. Okay, now listen, let me try. First Peter 1 helps me connect our troubles, our trials with our faith. Let me explain it this way. It's our troubles that God uses to purify our faith. It's, it's in the trials that God's at work to refine our faith such that our unbelief, which is in every one of us, and sin, which is in every one of us, and our functional idols that constantly contaminate our faith, which is in every one of us, would be removed by the fires of the trials. And what might remain would be a purer faith, a more tested faith, a stronger faith, a deeper faith, a more durable faith in Christ than you had before. And I think he does this by showing that our sins, our idols, our hopes other than himself will not pull through in our troubles. Only he will. So the phrase I latch on to from 1 Peter 1 is this. Talking about our trials and praising God in our trials. The phrase is, we are kept by the power of God through faith. The Lord is your keeper. What's he doing? He is keeping you trusting in his promises. He's keeping you believing in Jesus. He's keeping you by his almighty power. Trust him for his keeping. Look not elsewhere to solve the inward turmoil of the trouble. Lift your eyes to the hills, see the trouble, and keep looking <laughs> above the hills to the Lord, your keeper. So, are we going to be okay? Are the Myers going to be okay? Are the Tongs going to be okay? Are the Pickerings going to be okay? My hope for them and my hope for you and my hope for us as a people is in the promise of God's keeping. He will keep us. It's my hope for Bethlehem. No, there, there is a lot of hard work for us to do ahead as a church. Talking, listening, thinking, understanding, heart-searching, 
repenting, forgiving, reconciling. There is a lot of hard gospel work to do. And it will take a grace of humility. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. There's a lot of hard work to do. So we're going to go back to prayer here. Pray to our God. Our hope is in him alone. Pray for his keeping. Pray for his help. Pray for his promises. Father in heaven, we, we have nowhere else to go but to you. So as your blood-bought people, saints by the death of Christ, forgiven sinners, filled with your spirit, you working in us, really, that which is pleasing in your sight, do your work. Come in our prayers and empower both the asking and grant your mercy in the answers, I pray. You do not give a stone to your children when they ask for bread. You give good gifts. So please hear our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others. But please do not charge for these copies or alter their content in any way without written permission from Bethlehem Baptist Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us online at Bethlehem.Church or write us at 720 13th Avenue South, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55415. Bethlehem Baptist Church, spreading a passion for the supremacy of God in all things, for the joy of all peoples, through Jesus Christ.